39 was last year, and he could barely, like, right. throw a ball out of a barnside. Um, it's time for Derek Izumaki's foot in mouth. What's good, party people? Welcome back to the Foot and Mouth Podcast. I am your host, Derek Isamaki, and once again, I am joined with the real Italian, Willie T. What's going on, everybody? How are we doing tonight? Ah, I feel like they're doing well. I mean, if you're a fan of football, as we are, you're doing fantastic. Great, great past weekend. Because it's been, uh, it's been a fun I mean, football all around. Super Bowl this past weekend as well. So we had True. American football going on. But then the footballing world that we know it, that we're calling it here over in foot and mouth, has been nothing short of spectacular. Uh, me, as a Everton fan, uh, go you toffees! <laughs> oh my goodness. Liverpool is blue as blue can be. We'll get into that. Man U. Manchester is blue as well. That's Most definitely. We're going to start there. I mean, I feel... The Premier League, obviously, we're going to start heavy on that. It's the biggest league that's out there, and it's one of the more compelling leagues. At this point in time, it looks like it used to be super juicy. The title was up for grabs prior to this weekend. Unfortunately, when Man City and Liverpool played, Liverpool completely lost out 4-1 to one this past weekend, and Man City has taken a commanding three-point, I'm sorry, a, a five-point lead with one game in hand. Yeah. Over Manchester United, who dropped points after a tie with Everton. And uh, I believe uh, now Liverpool, last year's title defenders, I think now they're at at least 10 points off the pace. They, right? are, they are in a definitely a position where they don't want to be, where they're sitting at, like I said, 10 points off the pace. They're sitting fourth. Right. And like I said, they were teams chomping at the bits. I'm looking at my toughest right now. Everton in particular having two games in hand. Two games in hand. That's and huge. They're, and they're only three games behind Liverpool at this point in time. Chelsea, one point behind Liverpool, too, who are finally looking like something with Thomas Tuchel taking over. Have yet to lose a game since he has set, uh, taken over the uh, Frank Lampard position. Have yet to concede a goal, I believe. Have they? they concede? Yeah, I don't think okay, they would concede. They might have, they might have, yeah, that's a spectacular thing because... Um, their defense is crap. Has been awful. I mean, once you rely on Thiago Silver to be your saving grace, right. as much as I love the guy, yeah. he's slow. Yeah, I mean, he's thirty six. Father Time's never lost. He is, and however, he has a connection with Tuchel from his PSG days, so he likes him. True, and he still has a good leadership because he's still a smart player, and he has all that. Yes, he just no longer has the physical talents necessary to be a top flight defender in the league, especially the Premier League right now where you really just need to have a, a mixture of speed and strength out there. And he's got some of the strength, but he just doesn't have, I just, yeah, the speed's gone. It, it's, it's not there. It's, like, I mean, you can see it, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, he's fantastic defender knows the game inside and out smart as all hell, you know, but when you're going up against a guy who's 24, 25, and he's just blown right past you, it's kind of an issue, you know, it's tough out there. So Chelsea, for a pimp. <laughs> and, I mean, with two cool at the helm though, you never know what they're going to happen, but it's still you got to if they get into the top four win for this season for them. Hundred percent. Oh, if they can 1, somehow troll, if they can, yeah. if you if Chelsea can qualify for Champions League, even if they get to Europa at this point in time, if they get a fifth place, they'll take anything at this uh, where they're at. Because Seriously, it's been a terrible run, a terrible start for them. A, a team that spent over two hundred million dollars, and this is where they're at. The big story though 
is the way Man City is playing. They have broken the record of 15 straight victories. In a row. In a row. Yeah. In all competitions. They haven't lost since December 19th. And this is a team that started off really slow. The season started off, it looked like they had yet to find anyone who could put the ball, who be their legit score because Aguero would have been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, I always thought he's been overrated. Me too. I always never was a, I think he's a decent striker, but he is not someone. It's not Man City caliber. No, not you know someone I mean? you need. He is not a, a, he is not on that echelon of the Mbappe. I, I mean, I think Aguero is better than him. I'd rather have a, 100%. Aguero over I would him. rather start Kuhn every day over him. And he's, can have some potential. He, the potential is there for him, but at the same point in time, he hasn't put it all together, and we haven't seen a completeness out of him. He only was really good when he had a fantastic team around him, and that team was just clicking on all cylinders on the offensive end. Now, this team is clicking on all sides, everything, all, all facets everything. of the game, right? Everything. Now. They're they're have, they're conceding what five goals, I believe, uh, in this time frame, this streak that they have of fifteen yeah, consecutive and wins, dropped forty on people. Like, I mean, if you guys. You guys are listening that no, 40 goals in 15 games, 40 It's and insane. conceded five. Like it's out of this world. And I mean, like you said, the Premier League is done and dusted. I don't think anyone's going to touch City. Champions League, who knows? They can score, but their issue has always been they can't defend. A Pep Guardiola team has never been really good at defending. They play that ticky-tock out of quick passing, you know, the movement up for, and you're just running and pressing and running and pressing. It puts a lot of pressure on your back line, and he's never had a back line that's been able to truly, not really your back line so much as your two central defenders. Exactly. Your two central defenders are key to that type of system that Pep had in play, and he didn't have that. Uh, Emmerich, Laporte, and... Uh, Otamendi. Oh, Otamendi uh, was just such an a, accident waiting to happen. Well, he is the Argentinian version of David Luiz. That's who that guy is, man. That's a great, great right? comparison right there. I mean, David, Lu- David, Lu- David Luiz had such potential. He had flair. He had yeah, the dramatic. He, he, crazy he has, goals, yes, and he, then just like, oh, my bad. I he just will make the stupidest, in. some of the stupidest <laughs> mistakes out there. Right. I still remember when he got nutmegged by Suarez in the Champions oh my, League. And he scored I, oh that worldy. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Worldy. Oh, PSG Barca and Champions League coming up, too. We're getting to that in the future. Don't oh, worry. Yeah. Hold on. So much to get into. So much to get into. We're still stuck in the Premier League because this Man City team des- deserves all our attention because the way they're playing in these past games. And they need they need the Champions League to solidify it all for Pep, I feel. 100%. He, they've gotten the league already. They obviously want the league. The league is their most important thing. You always want the league. But is he, it though? Do you think the league is I that think for important? Man City? For Man City, it is because okay. they always going to have Man United bearing down on them, saying how many we fucking won. Here's our big dick flexing every single time. And if they can win the league, that's imperative. But I feel if they can do the league and the Champions League, they that's ultimately what their goals. They obviously want to win. Yeah, and they're still, wanna, in the, and they're still they're in still, the FA Cup. They're still, they still so the they might be shooting for the treble. A treble is still a possibility for them, and they have the best chance out of any team out there to do that other than Bayern Munich because they're just Bayern Munich, and Bayern Munich is always in the running uh, nice. for every goddamn trophy they enter in and just a uh, side note if you guys don't know what the treble is that means winning your individual leagues cup winning that league's title and also winning the champions league i uh it's been done what four times five i think and samuel to him did it in back-to-back years so. <laughs> <laughs> with two yeah. different teams uh, so out. it's a very very rare thing to happen just because you're putting so much strain on your team you have to win so much because knockout you're cup, playing a game every three days knockout cup football is unlike anything else that's out there 
you have especially to be able to win the cup and champions league and your and your home league that's just it's so tough to do and like i said it's only been done a handful of times i think you yep. only need one hand to count the number it's happened man city's still in the running for that they still have a long way to go we're saying they're going to get there that's too much but they can win they're running away with this table right now for the premier league it's theirs to lose and they're doing this without kevin de bruyne too we have exactly. to keep that in mind yeah have to, the guy has been out and that was the guy that was central. I think him losing him helped them out a lot because it finally figured out we got to let everybody else get into play because Man That's City was call. so often relying on him to be the facilitator That's because true. he is so damn good. And you think that given the ball, he'll figure it out as That's opposed true. to, hey, let's let the game flow as opposed to forcing it through De Bruyne. And so right now they're just flowing perfectly. We talked about Phil Foden. That guy is a stud. Looked amazing this weekend. I mean, he honestly, he looked he was the best player on the, on the pitch on Sunday. Uh, and that goal he scored, not only was it a good goal, but well fucking deserved. Especially with the way that they had been demolishing Liverpool that entire game. I mean, Allison had his blunders that truly, God, truly, like, it was just not un- unlike him. He yeah. doesn't do that. Now, this The Premier League is so deep at this point that you can't, like we said last week, every point is as valuable as the next. Every point counts. Every point means every... It, the stage of where it's at. If you want to maintain your level of the, the money you're kind of want to get in the Premier League, you got to you cannot drop points at this point. No, that's too many. points. Um, it's I'm too sorry. many points. But but like what you're saying is is like the same thing. And I'm going to kind of transition and also into another team with Man United. You know, um, everyone knows who they are. You know, they spend ungodly amount of money every year, and I mean they haven't won. Not since, so what, since 2013, Not right? Since 13, so we're going yeah. on eight years, right? Uh, they've been straight dominated from their quote unquote little brother from across the way now, which has the funding of. Gotta love know, that oil money. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, guys. Saudi oil. Uh, it's beautiful. So they can do whatever the hell they want. But the product that Man United has been putting out on the field for year after year after year, coach after coach after coach, and they just keep buying players and they just don't work out. You can still see it to this day, like this game that was this past weekend with Everton, where they allowed that final goal in the, in the last what, like ninety fourth, ninety fifth minute, yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, huge two points lost. I mean, I can't express how important that was for them to win that game because Man City has a game in hand also, and the way that they're looking right now. There's not a team in, in the Premier League that could slow them down. I'm glad we brought. I didn't have to bring it up because the way that Everton played in that game was fantastic. The way that I mean, man, you thought they had it. They had a certain. You, it felt dirty because Everton has had a terrible run with Manchester United since forever. Yeah, like since I've known them since since they had their run in the 80s when they were actually a legitimate squad. And since that time, it's been mid table oblivion, as I keep saying. Now it's different story for us. And they took it to Man United that entire game. They should have won it. I felt they could have taken all three points. But this is a tie. This is the this is the type of games right now where I feel people who like to just uh, like to talk shit on football say, "Oh, you have ties and one. How can you have ties?" This is the perfect example of how ties are so fantastic and what they mean to the game. It was the best tie I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, having I shouldn't say okay. one of my favorite ties I've sure. ever witnessed just how what they did, how they got there, how they were able to claw their way back into the game, Everton that I'm speaking of. And the fact that we're talking about Man United, their way to just completely fall apart when they shouldn't be. Their defense is lackluster at best. I mean, you're relying on 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 McGuire. I've never been a fan of that guy. Uh, I thought he was highly over. Uh, Harry Maguire, yeah. just a very, yeah, not a huge fan of him. 
and they spent a lot of money for him. And then they also lost Pogba in that game too. Yep. Uh, him. He's that, out another couple of weeks. That was a big loss for them because he had finally been looking good. Yeah, he did. They had that rumors of him leaving and him being upset. And then he just turned it on essentially. Yeah. And it was like a fantastic for them. The scoring goals was setting up goals, was controlling that midfield as they wanted Pogba to be as what we expect that world-class midfielder to be like. And he's been rather, he's been quiet. He's been for, lackluster, honestly, since he's moved from Juventus to Man United. Very much so. Uh, he was the biggest um, uh, sale ever in the world at the time, and obviously that's been yeah. shattered. I mean, those are being shattered left over. right now. Um, but uh, he really, honestly, like you could say, he's underperformed. Now, granted, he's had crap around him, and when he was uh, killing the game at Juventus, I mean, he had world, world star midfielders: Andrea Pirlo, Arturo Vidal. Uh, Claudio Marchisio, I mean, in their prime, besides Pirlo, but I mean, for his hair just carried him the way because like it was just it blew in the wind. It looked fantastic. I mean, he yeah, his, his, look, his good looks definitely carried for carried him for many years uh, beyond. I mean, that was his MLS days. I feel his good looks were definitely well received in the MLS. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, the, I mean, that's the a locks. Good, that's yeah, a beautiful guy right there for sure. You know, but yeah. um, and, and since he moved to Man United. He really hasn't hit that potential that everyone is seen as the big like world star and everything like that. Because I mean, when he's with the French team, he looks great. You I mean, know what a, I mean? That's a great French team. Yeah, it is you know, fantastic. I, as you did you say, know. Man United has put a team around him that's just expensive, not necessarily good. good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a big difference, or at least I shouldn't say good. They're at least everyone knows if you're the football team, it's a cohesive unit. It's a fluid. It's not having pieces. It's having a piece of a puzzle. You mm -hmm. know. And you can't just you have to be able to have those right pieces together to be able to create this the, the work that you want out there. And Pogba has again, it's been for fans of the game. You want to see the best performing at their best. It's been tough to see him at Manchester United. You want to see him maybe move on someplace else or at least Manchester United do something that's better. Not, not what they're doing right now. And they had they look like it. I mean, bringing in Bruno Fernandes had been fantastic for them. He'd been doing wonders. Um, but again, they never addressed their defense the way they needed to. True. That there's, like I said, there's like you back. said, Harry. I don't. I don't think Harry Maguire. I think they bought him for like ninety six million pounds. I think they made him the most like expensive that, right? center back when they bought him. Right. I'm pretty sure when they bought him, they made him. The and most I mean, expensive. he's he's from, good. He's coming good. From us, yes, he's a he's big good. body. He's a big he's body. He strong, knows how to move. Yes. He can jump in the air. He's good. But he ain't no Virgil Van Dyke. Let's just be honest about stuff like that. You know yes. what I mean? Van Dyke is the truth. I mean, I. You know? I mean. Looking at Man United right now, I've been hearing a lot of rumors as well. Obviously, rumors run galore in football of where people are going. We're all gossiping little bitches out there, okay? <laughs> but Sergio Ramos is heavily linked to Manchester United because he has yet to resign with Real Madrid. So it looks like yeah. he's on the move, especially because that Real Madrid, Real, Madrid taught, Real Madrid team looks a little lost. We'll get down that road. Don't worry. But if they get to, I mean, I take Sergio Ramos over Harry Maguire, and that's a big upgrade. If they can get that, 100%, that's a big upgrade. Uh, so... You need to address your defense, Manchester United. That's what Man City did. They addressed their defense this offseason, sure. and look what they're having right now. Yeah. They're looking fantastic. They've got two really good center backs. I mean, they've had uh, they've had stones for quite for, some time. For quite some time, but he's, he's actually, I think, maybe now he has that partner that he needs. You know, because right, I mean, he coming from Everton, he was a young, a stud. He was yeah, already he was like on nineteen, the, right? He was on the English he was super team young when he was with Everton. So a lot of people, and he was expensive uh, by for City for like Pep Guardiola paid a lot for Stones when he got him to Man City initially. Now he's finally pay, paying dividends for them. And it's fun to see 
this team, Man City, they're a fun squad. If you if you want to see some good football that's out there being played, Man City is a squad to watch. As I've said, that Premier League title is now. Can I give a quick shout out though? Yes. Um, just as a fan of the game, I really like the way Leeds United plays. Thank you. They yes. are open. They are going to take it to you. They don't care who you are. They're going to play one way, and you're either going to be able to handle it or you won't. You're, you're getting names that – that's this is the, what I love about the football and games. You're getting this team, Leeds United, coming up from the championship. Mm-hmm. This is their first year in the Premier League since I think it was 2003. No, no, I think it was no 90s. 90s. Since the 90s, yeah. they, were, they had been relegated for quite some time, and they were a power – they were a big name. Yeah. I mean, Leeds, I want to say, is one of the largest cities in uh, in England to begin with. I don't have my uh, map with me, but I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not trying to, to make my claim, <laughs> but I know Leeds is definitely is one of the biggest cities. It's like essentially saying like, not I want to say New York or LA, they're too big of a city, but like saying Miami is like having a lackluster team. Like, sure. Yeah, they were being relegated. They weren't doing well. So this is finally a big market area. They had a huge following of people. And they are looking. They're fun to watch. They're yeah, a man. fun team. That's a team. If you're looking for somebody, who do, you don't want to grab onto those main title people. Those yeah, people check who, out Leeds. Leeds is a fun team. If you want to kind of go with the depths and find a, a new team to kind of really tr- uh, truly hang on to, a lot of young talent there. Of, it's a fun talent. It's a fun team. Yeah, they're going for it. And they, got, they, said they have nothing to lose. And at this point in time, they've pretty much secured their place into the in uh, the, the league next in the Premier oh, League I, next yeah, season. Yeah. The yeah. way that they're situated, so. They're not facing any relegation, so like, might as well. Let's have fun with it. Let's give our players a chance to really grasp onto the game that is a Premiership football. Yeah, I mean, uh, I watched a game on Monday, and uh, I forget who they were playing, but Newcastle, Newcastle. But man, they were just open. They were going at it. Rafinha is out there looking really good. You know what I mean? Uh, th- I've already read their link to some decently big names out in football trying to bring them in. I apologize. They- it was Crystal Palace. Oh, there we go. But either way, so uh, you matter. know, their coach is a Brazilian coach. He's very well respected. Uh, and they play it in that Brazilian style where it's just like kind of quick pass, run up the flanks, boom, 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 boom. You know, it's an, shoot offens- on- it's an offensive minded style of play, yeah. which obviously for fans is much more fun to, to witness as opposed to, Hey, let's just hold back and, yeah. and, and uh, hope that we Parts can just, bus. yeah, let's just get a little, let's just get a draw. Let's see if we can no, not see any goals, but we're not getting goals either. This is definitely leads. They're a fun team. They're a little unknown. Hop on the leads wagon y'all. Yes, sir. Okay. So we're moving it on. We got it now. Obviously Willie T the real Italian. He's already si, mentioned signore. it before. He his, he's mentioned his, he gave Pogba and he gave you a detailed description of that Juventus squad he's with. That means he's a Juventus fan, obviously. Yeah. So we got to give the proper due to the Serie A right now. We kind of ignored him last podcast, but it's finally changing to the guard going on in Serie A. Yes. I, is it completely set in stone? Not yet. But Juventus had run that table for the past nine years. Nine years. They had not lost it. Nine years. They won in a row. Same thing as like Bayern. Exactly. So, but finally, for Byron still on the top of the table, and then it looks like they're going to run away with their table yeah. yet again. UV, on the other hand, is sitting third, game in hand. Uh, yes, and they're five, so they're five points behind Intern, that's in second, and seven points behind AC Milan, that is on tops of the table right now. And again, like you said, UV does have one game in hand. The good thing about this is that Juventus right now is in a pretty good run of form. Um, they're seven and zero. 
uh, I believe they haven't conceded a goal in that entire time. They won a cup. They are in the Coppa Italia finals now. They beat Inter twice on two legs. They beat them 2-1 to one in Milan. And just the other day, they tied 0-0 at home. So they move on aggregate 2-1. to one, And they will be playing out Atalanta in the final. Uh, they've beaten AC Milan head-to-head in Milan just this past month. They have Napoli on Saturday, which is another big game. And then they have Porto. And if they can go through that with the game in hand still to play, I think if I were AC Milan and Inter Milan, I'd be a little bit worried. I'd be looking over my back a little bit closer. I mean, like I said, they are finally clicking right now. The, the team is looking stronger at this point. They're Because they were looking a little lackluster when the season started. Yeah, they just, I mean, Andrea Pirlo took over as the coach. Uh he didn't even coach his uh, kids' youth soccer team. And they were like, well, I'll take over Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo and these massive stars, okay? And uh, He's just, just so beautiful. They had to hand him the reins because they had nobody else better looking than <laughs> That's him. That's true. And look where they're at right now. Like, take some time for growing pains, obviously, and they're finally coming to form. But I, I have to give the shout-out to my man. Zlatan! He's unstoppable. Oh, my goodness. Scored his 500 and 500 first club goals right now. For this past weekend, as he took AC Milan 4 0 over Crotone. Uh, Crotone. Crotone, I'm sorry. Yeah. Crotone, yes, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's the more Italian way of saying yeah. it. Crotone. Crotone. Crotone, Crotone sounds a little more. That's my, I feel like that's more Spanish right there. But either yeah. way, <laughs> Crotone, and he does the job. Uh, now, if he is able to give AC Milan the Scudero, they deserve to put a statue in front of him in front of the San Siro. Uh, they should. They have to. I feel it's a must. If you do not do that, I will ride in the streets in Milan because he deserves that statue because he is Zlatan. He's Zlatan. He's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan. And he's giving you a title. You know, he's bringing that title back to AC Milan. They're the last team to win it since, since Juve has been Juve. on this yeah. nine uh, Scudetto run. That being said, too, Inter, the way they're playing. If they can do it, you better build a statue for Lukaku as well, okay? Yeah, and that's and that's it. Because uh, let's just be real, okay? Inter have spent a butt-ton of money. Antonio Conte, I believe, is either the highest-paid coach in world soccer or he's top three for sure. And that's the reason why they can't sack him because he has like $40 million coming to him. Like the guy makes like 20 million a year or something like that. It's astronaut. I couldn't believe it, man. I actually do um, have uh, who the uh, highest paid. Oh, let's hear it. Highest paid coaches. I know are. Diego Simeone is like top three. He Diego Simeone is number one. Is he? What he does he make? Like 21? 36 million euros. <laughs> 36 million euros a, a year. A year? Yeah, a year. Uh, Pep Guardiola, 20 million. Jose Marino, 15. God damn it. Jurgen Klopp, 15. Zinedine Zidane, fourteen. Now, Where's Conte at? I, I didn't see Conte on that list. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look him up really quick right now. See where he's at. Yeah, my bad, everyone. Uh, he's got. He's got to be up there though. No, he's. Got, I know he has a huge contract. I know they do for for a reason. But anyways, they're out of the Champions League now. Okay, he's they, at twelve million right now. Twelve million. Either he's probably still, the next still right after a coach. That. I mean, coach. like you guys just think so about that. Five. He's probably top five in 12 there. Twelve million a year, and the guy hasn't won any silverware at the club. Um, I mean, he's right on the lures in that Chelsea time. That's the last time he's won anything, yeah. you know. I mean, so I mean, which was good, you know. Either way, like but like said, he's like one of those coaches, like Jose Mourinho, that he can only be at a place for like three, maybe four years. 
because he is a lot to handle and demands a lot and talks a lot. And, you know, I want these certain players and then he gets them, but they don't perform. It's like they got Christian Erickson and he was like, oh, tight. Uh, I don't want to play him. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you guys bought him, yeah. and, but I asked for him. You know what I mean? But then he wants like Ashley Young, who's 37 and he plays him all the time. And it's just, it, it, I don't get it. But I'm telling you this. They can only focus now on the Serie A race. That's all they have because they're out of everything. They had, they can't play for anything else. If they don't win, he's going to get fired. You see, I mean, that's the way that goes in that game. Yeah. And, and especially if you don't have any other, you're not fighting for anything else. You're Nothing. not in any other cups or anything. You're not Lukaku's in any Lukaku's already been linked to being so, I think the PSG, right? I've heard that before. Yeah. That's I crazy. mean, that's just the way it goes in this game. Everyone's on. The, if you don't win, you're on the bubble. Even if you do win, you might be on the bubble. Like That's a scary True. part about it. Uh, Mauricio Sarri won it with Juventus last year. And they're like, thanks, man. We need more. Well, because yeah. Juventus at this point in time, they need the Champions League. Yeah. You have to win That's a Champions League. Crown. And because you said you've already got this one enough. This is the time. This for you. The Champions League is what you need. Not yeah. the Scudetto anymore. Agreed. You need Agreed. Champions League. Uh, now, we did. We forgot to mention when you're talking Premier League, but we just mentioned him. We we're talking overpaid managers. Jose Mourinho. Uh, that Tottenham squad just got themselves kicked out of the FA Cup. Go, you toughers. That's right. They kicked him out of the Everton. Uh, they, Everton kicked out Tottenham in the FA Cup today, five to four after extra time. A fantastic game. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> Looks so good. Nine game thriller. Oh, my. Uh, yes. Oh, my. They've been on a goal scoring tear. Everton has. And sorry, Tottenham, you're not getting any silverware. Not this year. Uh, yet again, Jose Mourinho claims to be the guy that can get you at least some type of hardware. Nope. I mean, you still have the Europa Cup possibility, right? They're still in the Europa Cup as top six. Yeah, I, think, can, no, I think they're actually playing. Are they? They're in the Cope, the Europa Cup this year, are they not? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so they're yeah, still. You're right. You're right. So they may be good, but at the, same, the way that Jose Mourinho has this team playing, it's not good. Tottenham is a team that relies too heavily on a counterattack. The way, like I said, he puts a lot of pressure on that team, a lot yeah. of pressure on that defense in particular. He's got an amazing strike force with Kane and Son. And for some reason, they're just not getting it done. I want to say they've only won in their last 11 games. I want to say they're... Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I think it's two wins. Yeah, two wins in the last yeah. 11 games. Yeah. Two, eight, and one, I want to yeah. say is what the record is. It's about is. right. Now it's probably probably more like two, nine, and one at this point, the way that the... I feel like he's just like wasting Harry Kane and Yingmin Son's... They good have, years, they man. Like, I mean, like Harry Kane's been there forever. Like, how are you going to keep him there? Like, you guys can't even make it back into the Champions League and stuff. And you want one of the best number nines in the world to stay there. Like, I mean, you know, and their owner is pretty stingy already as it is. They got this brand new stadium. They didn't buy anybody for like a year. That's why Pochettino left. He was just like, this is all I can do with the squad. You're not giving me any more reinforcements. Because all the names that they have, they're not bad names. But they're not world-class names no. out there other than you have Kane and Son, which, yeah. again, you would think that would be enough, but everything else around that, it's just, it's ugh, it's a little blah. You know, they're relying on, on past talent names that might yeah. have had some success, but, like, it's just nothing nothing there. I mean, Bale is sitting, just wasted away on the bench over yeah, there. I don't think I I've don't, seen him play a game. He's coming a couple of times, but at the same point, at the same way, he's, Mourinho has just completely forgotten about him. He doesn't want to talk why he's not playing him at all. Uh, I mean, obviously... There's been a lot of discussion that Bale is just kind of out of there. He doesn't really care about football anymore. He just yeah. wants to play golf. Yeah. Guy's been injured a lot too. The guy has been injured a lot as well, so that doesn't help his career. 
I mean, he could have been a stud, but he definitely just had some injuries, especially when he's at Real Madrid. I mean, if you're, at, if you're at Real Madrid and you don't perform, you just get torn apart by their fans, by the media. So I can imagine that weighs heavy on a Welshman because I would just feel the Welsh as sissies. I don't know. As much as bad as that sounds, when you hear Welsh, you see Welsh, the Wales. It just sounds like that's that a cool flag, though. Amazing flag. Probably one of the best flags right. in the world out there. Such a cool flag. Cool. But Welsh, it just sounds blech. like you just sound like you're kind of soft. Like there's a yeah, that's fair. inherent softness with you, with that's you. Fair. And I've just felt that with Bale the entire time. And I felt like he just can't take heavy criticism. I just feel like Welsh people are or very hits, man. That's he's just, it. Yeah, he's just he's injured. Welsh. He's yeah. fragile. Okay, they're fragile over there. In, in, in Chile, it must in, be Welsh in, in, in the land of Wales. So <laughs> poor Jose Mourinho and his inability to just get any talent really working for him. Again, you have two of the top scorers in the league right now, and yeah. you're still sitting this way. Uh, something's wrong with you, my man, and that's the defense you have. You put too much pressure on them, and you think you can just easily win games. It's not happening, obviously. You've only won two in the last 11. That is a terrible run of form. Okay. We've already given you a big update on Premier League. We've given you your Serie A. Obviously, we got to head into La Liga right now. La Liga, that one's kind of looking a little up for grabs right now. It's Atletico Madrid hasn't wrapped it up completely, but right. they still do have a five-point lead with two games in hand. Over Real Madrid, but Real and Barca—they're coming on quick, though. Do I think they'll take them? I think Atletico Madrid is—they're better stacked. They have a more yeah. well-rounded team. They have, a, they have they have bench players. They do, you know. And Real Madrid doesn't like using their bench players. No. They like to get rid of their bench. It's true. They like to like, hey, sh- you know, go Odegaard, go play for Arsenal. Jovic, go back to Italy Isco, right now. Just uh, you know, sit. Like, wait, is, is Jovic in Italy or is he in Germany right now? He went back to Frankfurt. Yes, that's right. He went back to Germany. And either way, and he's scoring goals again. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's amazing. How he goes back there and just like instantaneously. Like, oh, put, I got yeah, it. I can not how you yeah. do it. Okay, all I need is to be able to, I'll, on the pitch, be able to score goals. That's what you got to do. Okay, <laughs> thank you. It just wonders how... The system, like, how do you not, how do managers not tap into that potential? How do they not figure out to get the guys in the right position? I, it's a tough game, no doubt. I mean, it's the reason why managers are tossed around left and right. But Atletico, good for them if they can take this down because this is the time. Marcel and Real Madrid are hurting. Hurting. Take your take your your tiles when you can get them because. You never know when they're going to come back. Obviously, Barca is probably going to be the dumps. You think they're going to be the dumps for quite some time. The way their financial situation is set up for the coming years. I mean, shit. Can they afford anybody? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what are you going to be able to do? You know what I mean? Because if Messi leaves, right, they're going to have that immortization on the books. And what that means is, is that when you buy a player and uh, you pay his wages, it gets put on your books as a certain accounting way and so on and so forth, right? So if the player leaves on a free transfer and you get no money back, it basically looks like a huge net loss. And you also are paying him almost $700 million over the next four years. So whatever way you're going to look at it, I can't see them being out of the red for at least two seasons and with no fans or anything like that. And now I just saw an article the other day where like the people from Barcelona are pissed off to see how much Messi is making. And they're struggling out there. You know what I mean? So you have that too. Like, are you going to lose some fans and are they going to even want to spend the money? Are they going to turn on Messi? Like, would they ever turn on Messi with Barca? No, but they, they're more mad at like the Catalan. Uh, yeah, more like, I mean? yeah, the, the, the presidentship, the, the board, the board is definitely taking a lot of heat. I'm sure they can't walk around with any bodyguards out in the, yeah, uh, it's, Barcelona. It's, it's real point. out there. Yeah, they take it as seriously as anybody possibly can. So, but, and especially with, Barcelona today dropping the first leg of the Copa del Rey to Sevilla. 
which right now, if they can get a Copa del Rey, that's a nice, nice little bandage on the wound. At least something. Bandage right? on the on, on a, something. You're gushing blood right now. This is nice something to, all right, we at least could put something on there to subsidize the losses we're facing. But two, I mean, obviously, it's still the first leg. But still. This but is you a, know how much that must sting that the guy you got rid of, Ivan Rakitic, scored the second goal against you in the Copa del Rey? Like, it's just like, cool. Yeah, I'll leave. No problem. Same thing as Suarez. Like, I can't wait till they play. I bet you Suarez unloads on them. He's got to be itching for it. He's leaving scoring in La Liga. Like, it's crazy. And again, they got two games in hand as well. So, <laughs> uh, no, a game in hand. One. Either way. No, two games in hand. I apologize. Yeah. Two games in hand. And it's it's only going to get tougher with the schedule that's coming up. Why? Oh, man, because the good stuff is coming back, y'all. The good stuff is coming back. What am I saying? The good stuff? Oh, yes. The champion is back next week. That is right. My goodness. Been waiting for this since last year. God, November. Oh, my yeah, goodness. The, the break between the knockout stages and the group stages is just brutal. Brutal to go through right now. But we're finally at the tip of the spear right now. The knockout stage is happening. We got Champions League back this coming week. Tuesday and Wednesday. Set your alarms, y'all. It's It's going down. Let's go. Uh, biggest matchups happening right now. We got, I know, a tough matchup. Barca versus PSG, RB Leipzig versus Liverpool on Tuesday. Now, the last time Barca and PSG faced, PSG got themselves utterly and completely dismantled, embarrassed, thrown to the wolves in front of the world as Barcelona was able to overcome a 4-0 First leg deficit to win 6-1 at the Camp Now back in 2017. Yeah, and PSG scored on the road. I was on like, the oh, road. I was done and dusted. I saw that happen. I done that came as, again, as a fan of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I became a very big fan of PSG. Wanted to see them take down the Champions League. I wanted to see them win that. That was a goal. I would love to see the French Parisians take down the Champions League. Buy it off, guys. Go for it. And that time, when they were able to take Barcelona down 4-0 in the first leg, it was a fantastic game. They dismantled them completely. Angel de Maria looked fantastic. Adrian Rabiot was controlling that midfield, completely shut down Messi. Oh, my goodness. And the second leg came. And PSG played like absolute cowards. Absolute cowards. They had everybody behind the ball. Including Cavani. Cavani was behind the ball when the ball was that midfield. It's like, how the hell? What are you doing? No one was trying to attack the ball anyway. They're just, we're sitting back, we're not going to let anything yeah. happen. And what they do, they took barrage after barrage after barrage. And they even got a goal in, and they still let barrage after barrage happen. <laughs> 6 1. That game is imprinted in me forever. It's soccer, for, history. For soccer history. That's the lore of history will go down at the camp now. That was, I'm sure, for any Barcelona fan out there, was probably the most truly incredible experience to ever witness in person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can imagine the, the the sheer scenes that were out there, the ecstasy that was experienced. I wish it was on my side. It wasn't meant to be. But Barca versus PSG, first one to come out. Now, the reason why this is, sucks right now is because Neymar, they just played today. PSG played today. And Neymar got himself hurt. 
Yeah, and you said uh, I asked you when we first uh, were talking. You said it's his hamstring. He's growing. He's growing. He's growing. Yeah. Uh, for any any football person out there, your growing is really important. It's important pretty much all around, yeah, but it happens all the time. Moving your weeks. I feel like that's probably the most common injury within hamstrings and groins. Hamstring and groins. Yeah. They're, or they're calf or something. You know? Either but way. Yeah. There's. Yeah. I mean, I think of the hamstring. You're growing because of the kicking. That sure. kicking. That's such an important thing when you're kicking. That that groin it gets so tired. I. The amount of times I've played soccer is very limited, but I weak growing. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I can tell you all that much of a weak growing. So Priyashi, Barca, facing off in the first let now first round. Now they're playing at the camp now to start off with. And you also have RB Leipzig versus Liverpool. That's an exciting matchup too. Don't want to knock this matchup against PSG and Barca just because you can get all the headlines. It's going to. All the history that's behind it. But it's RB Leipzig Liverpool game, watch out, Liverpool fans. Y'all are in a bad rut, and RB Leipzig is a team you do not want to give an inch to because they're taking a mile. Uh, that's uh, so like how we were just talking about Leeds United. They are the German version of them. Yes. Is the best way I can describe it. or like a Leicester type style. You know, they play open. I believe they play like three at the back and like five in the middle or so and so forth. They have a different formation. Their leading goal scorer is one of their fullbacks. <laughs> Yeah. So there, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> you know, uh, so that just tells you that that's a real team because they're not reliant on someone to get them the goals. They will take the goals from whomever gets it and so on and so forth. Um, and like uh, like you said, my man, like Liverpool's in a real tough spot. They are like they're using paper towels to stop like a leaky faucet. You know, uh, they have no defenders. Um they're plugging and playing it, at this point. In time. Seriously, really like are. Jordan Anderson and Fabinho were their defenders this past weekend as their center backs, and they're both midfielders. You know, that's how bad it is for them. Um, so if I were a Liverpool fan, and also uh, they had to travel to where are they going? Budapest now, I think. Is that what's happening? Is there other like being in a? Yeah, because they're getting moved around because a lot of places in Europe won't won't post them. Okay, so there's a lot of traveling happening. A lot of traveling happening. Um, I'd be a little bit worried. Like my butt cheeks would be a little bit tight. This is down here for Liverpool. Y'all had your your chance in the sun, but uh, injuries take your hams, and y'all aren't responding that well, dude. I mean, you won the Europa, you won the Champions League, and then you won the Premier League. Like, you should be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to maintain any yeah. any good run of form. Now that being said, the next day events just as good as well. I'm going to say FC Porto, Juventus, Let's you got go. Sevilla, and Dortmund as well. This Juventus squad, I mean, not, not as good of a game, obviously. Those aren't as big of a names. But the way Dortmund has been playing in the league has been terrible. They're yeah, dropping, they've been they're really bad lately. Dropping, I mean, they're usually Bayern Munich's busy, biggest rival. Yeah. And they're sitting six, I want to say. Yeah, I'm they're, sure not they're playing six good at in, all. In the Bundesliga, while Bayern Munich is just running away with it, and RB Leipzig is sitting second. So mm-hmm. that's the team, if you're saying they're the, the German squad you'd want to face. And then the week after that, we have Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea, Lazio versus Bayern Munich, and then finally running out Atlanta versus Real Madrid and Borussia, uh, Borussia uh, and Morching Gladbach versus Man City. Just a little heads up for anybody that likes to put some wagers out there. Atalanta is a good squad to bet on, especially the way that Real Madrid is playing right now. And I believe Sergio Ramos is already counted out for that game, too. He might be. Uh, so just, I mean, I don't know what the line is, but Atalanta can play 
I know you haven't heard of them. They're a small team from Bergamo, Italy. Go figure. I know who they are. Uh, Naturally. Naturally. But they can play and they can score goals and they're not afraid. I mean, they went to the quarterfinals last year. They did. They were in the last four last year. So, so not a fluke, not a team to take lightly and Real Madrid might take them lightly. So Champions League, it's back. Finally. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We needed this. Uh, I mean, it's not that we've been hamming for football because it's been left and right. As we've said, it's, we can't go a day without seeing a game. If, you, if you're really desperate for one, there's always one that's out there. But as we did say, the Champions League coming back this week, we do want to highlight a couple other games that are coming up this weekend as well. You mentioned we have uh, Juventus versus Napoli. Big one, big one in, in the in the Serie A. Also another big one too. Man City versus Tottenham is coming up this week weekend as well on Sunday. Take Man City. Yes. Um all day. All day. I mean, that's the best one, best matchup that's happening in I felt that was looking at looking at the schedule ahead. Um and like I said, the way Tottenham's been playing, it's terrible. The way Man City's been playing, fantastic. So look for goals. Look for goals to be happening. And I could see City dropping a three spot on them. Easily. I'm awesome. Right. I mean, I'm going to say four one on that one. I know. I I'm just gonna, yeah. like you. Man City's always like, oh, I can drop four real quick. I and mean, Tottenham. honestly, if you guys watched the game on Sunday, they could have had seven against Liverpool, if not more. I mean, it just seems like they. All right, now we're going to score. Let's go <laughs> score right now. <laughs> right. Let's, let's go score. They literally are like, all right, flip the switch. And Tottenham is the. Can we f- turn the switch off? Yeah. <laughs> can we turn the switch off? No. Go to you bed. cannot. You cannot. Uh, turn it off. It's it's nighttime. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. We just went really dark in here. It's getting all cozy, and uh, my light switch is really far away. So we're just going to have to roll it off. We got one last segment for you. We got one <laughs> last thing to go over because we teased it last week for y'all. I mentioned how every week we're going to go over a soccer sex scandal of the week. Now we got a new one for you. We mentioned it. We teased it a little bit. We dropped a couple of names for you. Kareem Benzema, Matthew Valbuena. We mentioned those names. If you know anything, you might have done your own research. Probably not. That's why you have us to listen to to tell you what happened because it was a juicy story. The 411 in Europe. Um, so <clears throat> back in 2015, this is right around getting ready for the World, Cup. World Cup's coming around. Teams are coming, getting geared up. Unfortunately for Matthew Valbuena, he created a sex tape that found its way into the wrong hands. Just uh, FYI, most of these uh, soccer scandals are involved around sex tapes. Yes, uh, most of them, for, they love to film themselves fucking as many uh, prostitutes as possible. They love doing it with other guys as well. Um, you mentioned Phil Foden. It's hard for me to get Phil Foden's naked body out of my face whenever I see him because he's just a skinny dude. And it's like, I honestly feel like I've watched child pornography because I think I saw Phil Foden naked at the wrong time. Where was this? He didn't ever see that, that thing. No. Dude, he had, dude he has a, he's, got a, he's got a weird video that's out there too. Really? Um, yes. And I, the dude's like 20 and I might've seen it like three years ago. So it might be, I might've seen, I might be a victim of, I I might've participated in child pornography by witnessing. No, he did not. I didn't No, but I'm just simply saying I saw Phil Foden naked, not wanting to, and he might've been underage. I didn't want to. I can't get that rigid out of my head because he's like skinny, small. And just imagine that right there. I'll leave it. Try not to. No, I mean, I help. I had to paint the picture because I want to get it off my chest. Now, fortunately for Matthew Balbuena, no picture was needed to be painted because, again, there was a six tape that's out there and the people fell in the wrong hands. They obviously try to use that to their advantage by saying, give us money or we're going to release the tape. Now, Valbuena went to the police to try to get the situation taken care of, and he got an undercover policeman to be his liaison between him and the blackmailers. Mm-hmm. Now, during this time, the blackmailers, about three men, they discovered. Yeah, like three or four. Three men. 
and they one of the guys was friends with uh, was a childhood friend of Tareem Benzema. So one of the, the guys who was trying to blackmail Matthew Valbuena was a childhood friend of Benzema, and they try to use that connection to try to speed up the process, expect the process to get the money from Matthew Valbuena. So they asked Benzema to go talk to Matthew Valbuena, and in so doing, they felt like the police were tampering with the situation by trying to force the deal to happen. Because the police officer was the undercover police officer that was ha- was aware of what was going on between Kareem Benzema mm-hmm. and Matthew Valbuena. Now Benzema's lawyers had come in and said that he was only uh, the cops acting in a dishonest way by not revealing who they were by not because the way the cops tried to press the issue, it kind of forced Benzema into a sticky situation to make him look like he was blackmailing Matthew Valbuena as well. When in reality, Kareem Benzema was really just trying to be a liaison. As much as be on you can be between yeah, blackmailers right. and someone you're trying to get money from. Now, Benzema obviously denied trying to say that he would ask Valbuena to pay the money, even though there were tapes of him saying he'll pay the money. He was able to get off from all these charges, but it definitely tainted his chance. He obviously was not on that World Cup squad that won it back in 2018, mm-hmm. nor the Euro Cup squad that lost to the finals in 2016. So that was the big issue. He missed that. Both those guys missed that team because of the situation. So for some reason, uh, guys out there, stop filming yourselves having sex. I would say, yeah, that's a, my biggest. That's probably my biggest uh, uh, idea for you. Don't do that. Yeah, stop making that faux pas. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know why you need to film it. Uh, what are you, you're like doing? Looking at your form or something. Like, I oh, mean, I, I guess gotta, they, I got to switch that up. I, I guess they got to figure things. I guess they're just creatures <laughs> of habit. You know, they want to see how True. they're performing. They like to see themselves in action in more ways than one. Uh, see right there, I could have swung my leg over a little bit better. I, could, I definitely could have made this happen a little bit quicker. You know, I definitely could have, you know, certain techniques. Yes, I guess that is the truth. So um, they're kinky out there. And again, these are only going to get weirder. I got plenty in the background. I have a really good one that's coming out next week, guys. Ryan Giggs, we're coming after you. So be prepared. Ooh, be prepared. That's y'all. another good one. Be prepared. Okay. Once again, I thank you all for spending this past hour with us on this podcast of Foot and Mouth. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, we'll be here same time. Let's do it. Yes, can't wait. Much love, y'all. Peace. Game over, man. It's game over.